Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. Today we thank our children and youth for leading our worship service, and thank God for every one of you. The song, I Am a Friend of God, our contemporary song of the month, is only on the insert this morning. It will also be on the slideshow starting next week. Following today's service, our annual congregational business meeting will be taking place. All confirmed voting members, including those who have been confirmed or who have joined in the last few years, are invited to attend. A reminder to our confirmation students that we will be meeting for class this evening at 7 o'clock p.m. A reminder to our church council members that we will be meeting next Monday, November 20th at 7 o'clock p.m. Please let Tom Iser or any of the trustees know if you will be able to attend. Our annual community Thanksgiving service will be next week, November 19th at 4 o'clock p.m. at the Farmersville United Church of Christ. We are all invited. Every individual or family who attends is invited to bring a dessert to share with everyone. Our end gathering Sunday will be next week, November 19th. We are still collecting and keeping all non-perishable food and personal items for display here at the church for that day and then donating all items to camp. Camp is once more distributing extra food and personal items for Christmas this year. In order to make sure that everyone has what they need to enjoy the holiday, our church family has been asked to provide 100 boxes of brownie mix for the Christmas boxes, and we still need more. We need at least 40 more to reach our goal. Also, we are invited to collect and contribute men's size, men's size socks and gloves. All items are due at the church by Sunday, November 26th. Boxes will be packed at camp on, no, on Monday, November 27th at 10 o'clock a.m. Volunteers are needed to help with packing. Please feel free to come to camp that morning if you are able to help. Our annual Hanging of the Greens will be on Sunday, November 26th after the worship service. Many hands make light work, so please feel free to stay to help decorate our sanctuary for the Christmas season. Also, we are continuing to invite families and individuals to contribute at least one church-appropriate ornament to hang on our tree this year. Information about ordering poinsettias for the Christmas season is, is in your bulletin. Please feel free to turn in all forms to, uh, to, to, uh, to Debbie Iser or any, or any member of the Flower Committee. And we thank you for your, for your part in helping to beautify our sanctuary for the Christmas season this year. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Tom. p.m. 8.30 p.m. So we will be having both services on Sunday. And I just wanted to remind everybody again, we're going to be on a month away. And then we will be having our, you can even know, we are going to have our congregational meeting for an April and April. And this is going to be a couple quick items for the budget. And I believe that's pretty much it. And thank you. Thank you, Tom. Yes, um, to repeat what Tom just said, on, on Sunday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, we will be having both services, um, our normal Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m., and then our candlelight service with communion at 8.30 p.m. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Dar. Uh, the directories, the new directories are on the back table. 
Thank you, Dar. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Except in your grace, make us so to watch for the last days that the consummation of our hope may be the joy of the marriage feast of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. At this time we'll have our children's message and we invite the children to come forward.
We go up to be found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the grocery. Five of them are foolish and five are righteous. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and turned their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with them to the wedding banquet, and the door shut. Maybe the others also can. Sir, sir, they said, open the door to us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Gospel of the Word. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Water bottles? 
Actually, in my experience with doing weddings, that kind of thing happens all the time. I think I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of weddings I've officiated where the ceremony actually started right on the dot. There was this one time in Southern California where we had to wait two hours before the wedding finally got started. Fortunately, it was on a spot overlooking the beach, so we all got to hang out beforehand, have a few snacks, and check out the beautiful, the beautiful scenery. And Hello? Pastor John, the story? <laughs> oh, right. So anyway, yes, the groom gets delayed, which means the party can't start until he gets there, which means time keeps dragging on, it gets later at night, and the women fall asleep. And like I said, their lamps keep burning. So later on in the night, they finally hear that the groom is coming, and they have to get ready to meet him. As it happens, five of them had already come prepared, and they brought extra oil to refill their lamps with just in case. Five others of them didn't think to plan ahead, so their lamps ran out. They begged the women who had extra oil to let them have some, but they refused, since there wouldn't be enough for, every, for everyone, and they still had to keep their lamps going. So the women who didn't bring extra oil had to go buy some more. Now, I'm still trying to figure that out. Since it was late at night, where would they have gotten it? Maybe they had Walgreens back then. Who knows? I wonder what oil prices were back then compared to now. I almost shudder to think. Pastor John, focus! Okay, okay. So, the women who forgot to bring extra oil finally come back, but they got shut out of the party, and the groom even goes so far, so far as to say he doesn't know them. Well, that's kind of hard. And mean. They didn't get to go to the wedding just because they didn't have enough oil for their lamps? That's not fair! And for the groom to say that he doesn't know them? That's kind of low. Well, yeah. <clears throat> we actually kind of need to explain what's going on a little bit. Jesus is actually talking about being prepared for a special time, the day he's going to come back. After he died and rose again, he ascended into heaven. Ascended? That means he flew up into heaven, where he still reigns supreme over both heaven and earth. And he promised, even before he died and came back to life, that he was going to come back again. And when he does, he is going to make the world an even better place. In fact, he is going to make it a perfect place. Really? How's that? Well, when he comes back, He's going to put an end to all war, like what's going on in Ukraine and Israel right now. He's also going to have all people get along with each other. There's not going to be any conflict, bullying, or fighting of any kind. He's going to put an end to suffering, like death, sickness, and illness, especially diseases like COVID. He's going to end natural disasters, especially ones which cause a lot of destruction. And he's going to bring an end to sorrow and sadness, which means he's going to put an end to everything which makes us sad or frustrated. Wow, Jesus can do all that? Yes. He's going to be able to because he's God. He's almighty, which means he can do anything. And he's all-powerful, which means he can cause anything to happen he wants to. The reason we still have problems nowadays is because this world is imperfect. It's been affected by sin, especially people hurting and harming each other. Death and sickness are also the results of this world being imperfect. All these things are opposed to what Jesus wants. 
But when he comes back, he'll win victory over all these things. It'll be like if you're losing your game, and all of a sudden one player on your team shoots several points to win the game at the last minute. Jesus is going to be like that one player. He's going to come and save the day, and he's going to save us forever. But why does Jesus have to be so hard? Good question. That's actually something that happens a lot in Matthew's Gospel in particular. Jesus always talks in a more direct, blunt way. Part of it is because he's talking to ordinary people like us, so he talks in a more down-to-earth manner anyways. But a lot of the reason is because he, he just wants to show how serious everything is. He's saying that his coming back is something we are to take seriously and focus on making a goal for our lives. And we run the risk of missing out on it and getting left out if we get distracted. But that doesn't mean it's something he wants us to be afraid of. In fact, he wants us to be looking forward to his coming back and be prepared for it every single day. Every day? Yes, because it could actually happen every any day. On the one hand, just like your game coming up, there's still time for you to get ready and back in condition again. But on the other hand, time's running out. And you don't want to be wasting time or procrastinating, because the time could be here before you know it. Oh, yeah, so what you're saying is we need to be ready for Jesus to come back at any time? Exactly, because he could come back years from now or even tomorrow. So how is the best way to get ready for him coming back? Do we put up a banner saying, welcome to Jesus or something? <laughs> Not quite. Actually, the best way to prepare for Jesus coming is just to keep living the way we're living right now. And don't quit what you're doing just because Jesus could come back at any moment. Which means, if you're playing basketball, keep playing basketball. If you're at your job, keep working your job. If you're a student, stay in school. If you have plans to get together with family or friends, keep them. If you're planning on going to the Bengals game this afternoon, go to the Bengals game. But, at the same time, make it your goal to keep focused on where you're headed. You're not going to stay here forever. Someday, even before Jesus comes back, you're going to go to heaven to live with him. So you, and all of us, have to be looking at our lives and how we're living, and getting rid of those things which are distracting us from focusing on Jesus and our ultimate destiny. And there are plenty of things to distract us especially those things which keep us from having a relationship with Jesus through prayer, reading the Bible, or going to church. Those kinds of distractions are the things we need to watch out for and get rid of. Because again, they keep us from being prepared. It also means there is a danger of missing out on it. Rhonda, think about it like this. What if your best friend had planned her birthday party at the Y, and she sent you an invitation but you got so busy, you forgot all about it, and you didn't get to go. I miss out on it, and I'd be really sad because I feel left out, especially if I didn't get to go and everyone else did. Right. So, what we want to make sure is that no one misses out, and everyone knows about what's going to happen. We want to be reminding ourselves, each other, and other people that someday things are going to be a lot better than they are now because Jesus is going to come back. And that's not something we want to miss out on. And we don't want others to miss out on it either. 
We want as many people as possible to be joining us at the big party Jesus is going to have when he comes back and not be left out. That's our mission, to tell people about Jesus through our words and actions so everyone will want to have a relationship with Jesus, believe in him as Lord and Savior, be saved, and live with him forever. But it doesn't even have to be something we wait for in the future. Jesus is actually doing, always doing something now. He's working his power to make things better for us now, especially if we have a problem or we're in any kind of trouble. But instead of letting what we're dealing with distract us, we have to be ready and expect Jesus to do something. So we can be prepared for that to happen as well, by continuing to talk to Jesus every day, read our Bibles, and go to church to be encouraged by each other, we can be prepared for Jesus to do things for us here and now. You could say the future isn't just going to be in the future. With Jesus, the future is now. And we can be ready for now and for the future. That all sounds wonderful. But talking about being ready, we still need to get ready for basketball. That's why we came well, over here in the first place. Of course. Tell you what. Um, we're going to be out a lot for the afternoon today, so you're welcome to come over and practice in the driveway. The hoop's all ready for you to use, and I'll leave the basketball in front of the garage so you can be all ready to go. Oh, thank you, Pastor John. That'd be great. So that might be going to play one-on-one, -on -one, and hopefully they are still back and ready for the game. And that way we can get prepared to beat the other team. Hey, Mama, I bet I can beat that horse. You're on. We have to buy the ice cream at the gas station. It's a man. 
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. 
To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.